When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On today's episode, I'm talking about stress, and I'm sharing with you the breakthrough that completely changed how I relate to stress in my life. Welcome to the Having It All podcast, the show about what it takes to live an abundant, loving life. My name is Matthew Bivens, and each week I'm helping you get out of your head so that you can truly have it all. Let's do it. What's going on, my awesome friend? Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Matthew Bivens, your balanced lifestyle coach, and this podcast is the place to learn how to have it all and live your abundant, loving life. So if you're tired of feeling imbalanced, overstressed, and uninspired, what I call the IOU life, and you're looking for a path towards more clarity, more confidence, and more purpose, then you, my friend, are in the right place. New episodes of the show drop every Tuesday, and if you're new to the podcast, this is your first time here, then I encourage you to go check out the back catalog. I have been producing this show since 2016, I've covered tons and tons of topics since then, and so you're bound to find an episode that relates to something that you're going through right now. Also, please hit subscribe on whatever app you are listening to this podcast to right now, And if you feel inspired, please leave me a rating and a review. I absolutely love feedback. I love your suggestions. I love hearing what you think about the show. So please do not be shy. And if you want to reach out to me directly, then you can in two ways. The first way is my email address, which is matthew at matthewbivens.com. And the second way is on Instagram. You can hit me up. I am at Matthew underscore Bivens. And lastly, please Make sure you're signed up for my mailing list because I'm going to be announcing some details on the launch of my upcoming course, the Having It All Blueprint, and you definitely don't want to miss that. So hop over to matthewbivens.com, scroll down to the bottom, and you'll see the section where you can leave your info and join the mailing list. And matthewbivens.com has all sorts of other cool stuff as well. You can listen to the episodes of the podcast. You can look at my freebies. I got a bunch of free stuff there. I also have some other products you can purchase and tons of cool stuff. So go check that out. All right. So let's kick things off the way that I love to kick off this show, which is with magic. I love talking about magical moments because, you know, we spend all this time working on ourselves, doing all this stuff, self-care, self-improvement, transformation work, personal development, whatever you want to call it. And you know, one of the things that results from doing work like this is that we create many more magical moments in our lives. And these are moments when we influence ourselves, others, or life in an empowering way. However, a lot of us are not paying attention to these magical moments. And so we miss them. And so we don't really see that our lives are truly amazing. And we don't see all the blessings that are happening. And we, we don't see all the things that we are creating around us. And if you do that, you absolutely won't believe like you have it all. You just won't. So I want to help get that magic muscle stronger in you so that you really can see all the incredible things that are happening around you. 
So what I'm going to do is share with you two pieces of magic from my life that went down recently. And then I invite you to hit pause, actually hit pause in the episode, and reflect on one or two pieces of magic from your life. All right? So my first piece of magic was from last weekend. And the magic was taking Maya and two of her friends to the local Renaissance Festival. And what's so cool is that I used to go to this Renaissance Festival, the one here in Atlanta. I would go every year when I was young. My dad would take me when I was like 10, 11, 12, 13, those years. And I totally loved it. It was so cool. You got to see everybody dressed up. Everything was themed. You got to see the jousting and eat turkey legs and just have a blast. And I went during those those you know middle school years of my life. And then I did not go back at all for a couple of decades. And so here I am. I have a daughter. I have a child of my own. And I noticed that, oh, man, the Renaissance Festival is in town. We should go. So I got Maya and a couple other kids and took them down to the festival. And it was so cool because it was the first time that I had been since I was about 12 years old. And we just had a blast. We did all the things. We went to all the different shops. We ate a whole bunch of food and turkey legs and giant hot dogs and all sorts of, you know, festival food, all that great stuff. And what I thought was so funny is these kids, between them, they range in age from from five and 10 and 13. Those are their ages. And all of them had the same favorite uh, part of the festival. And that was the booth where you can throw tomatoes at the guy who is hurling insults at you. And if you've never been to a Renaissance festival, this is like one of the one of the popular things that a lot of these festivals have. And it's so funny. It's like a dude in, you know, in in the stocks. He's got his head and his arms in a hole and he's kind of like, you know, locked in there. And there's a table that's placed, you know, know, a couple dozen yards away with tomatoes. And you can throw tomatoes at him, but while you're doing that, he's gonna be tossing insults back at you. You know, so they have a comedian in there. And it was just so funny. The four of us sat there and watched people throw tomatoes and watched the dude hurl insults and, you know, the the kids loved it. And of all the things they saw, that was their favorite. And I thought that was that was awesome. So that's my first piece of magic going to the Renaissance Festival. And my second piece of magic was my most recent date night with my queen, Sarah. And we went and checked out this new food spot in Atlanta. And it was awesome. You know, the food was great. The vibe was was totally cool. There was some live music. And, you know, that that was that was wonderful and magical. But, you know, what was really memorable about the evening was our conversation. You know, after our meal, we found this nice spot outside and they had these sort of like you know, lawn chairs set up. And we just chilled and we, we kicked our feet up. And it was that beautiful, you know, magic hour before the sun really goes down and the moon and stars come out. And we just hung out. You know, the two of us just hung out and we talked and we laughed. And we were there for about an hour. And, you know, if you know anything about Sarah and I, our relationship started as friends in a work environment. So we were working together, coworkers. And we worked very intimately. Like she was customer service and I was marketing. So our roles were very connected. And that's been a part of our relationship all the way, you know, these 10 years up until now where we work together. You know, we co-host and run our other, or we co-host a podcast and run another business together. So like 
the fact that we can spend all this time together throughout the week, all these hours, you know, do life together, and then go on a date and have a ton of amazing things to talk about and really enjoy the conversation. Like, to me, that's magical. You know, we're not running out of things to talk about. There aren't any awkward pauses, awkward moments. And, you know, on a night like that, we didn't feel like we wanted to be apart and do our own thing. Like, we were so happy. And and the the one place we both wanted to be was right there in that date, in that conversation with one another. So to me, that's incredibly magical. And, you know, it's a testament to a relationship that is constantly being worked on and is constantly achieving, you know, new levels. Like we are on this upward spiral in our relationship. And it doesn't mean that it's without breakdowns. It doesn't mean that it's without disagreements and tough moments. But what follow all those breakdowns and tough moments are breakthroughs. And we get to the next level. And then we get to the next level. And then we get to the next level. And, you know, my prayer for us is that that never ends. That Sarah continues to work on herself and continues to be that that amazing independent person that she is. And I continue to be the person that that I want to be and really play for my greatness. And then together, we can come together interdependently to synergize and to create something truly amazing. And so our date night this past week was was just evidence of you know the path that we're on and it was it was truly awesome it was awesome so that is my magic for today please now if you feel inspired actually hit pause like hit pause on the episode and just take your time sitting and reflecting and thinking about how have i influenced myself others or life in an empowering way recently because i'm telling you you will not have it all if you don't feel like you are creating magic and you are influencing magic in your life. If you if you do not really truly connect with the idea that you are in the driver's seat of your life and you are the one influencing all those things around you, then nah, you're not gonna believe that you have it all and live that abundant loving life. So connecting with a piece of magic is just one tiny little way that you can really be feeling that you have it all in life. And as you know, that is, that is what I'm playing for for you. That's the space that I'm holding for you. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. All right. Let's get into the main topic of today's conversation. Because this is a big one today. And it's not big in that I've never tackled stress before. Because in fact, I went back and looked at you know all the episodes in the catalog. And I've talked about stress directly many, many times. And indirectly, I mean, it's like it's prevalent throughout probably a good, you know, majority of of the episodes. And it's because, you know, stress is this thing that we all experience in 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 different ways. And so I want to to share with you a breakthrough that I experienced in my life that really shifted how I viewed stress. Because not all of us experience and relate to stress in the same way. And I'm going to get into that in a second. So 
In this episode, I'm not going to be giving you a bunch of action items. I'm not going to be giving you some to-dos. You aren't going to walk away from, from this with a plan, so to speak. My goal is really to help shift your perspective, to offer you a different way to look at stress, and to inspire you to dig deeper, to manage and reduce the stress in your life. That's my goal. So I want to start things off with um, some statistics because I was interested in, in looking up some things around stress. And in 2017, there was a Gallup poll that was done on Americans. And eight out of 10 Americans said that they were stressed. Eight out of 10 said they were stressed. And so what really is stress, right? Because you might think that stress is the stuff that happens to you in life. That, that the flat tire is stress or the fight with your spouse is stress or, you know, the money issues that you're having is stress. And in reality, no, that's not stress. Those are circumstances. Those are simply things that happen and they happen to everyone. What stress is, stress is how you relate to, process, and then respond to those circumstances. And if we look up the definition for stress, this is the definition I'm about to read is from mentalhealth.org. It says that stress is the feeling of being overwhelmed or unable to cope with mental or emotional pressure. So right off the bat, I want you to be thinking about your stress different because you might have been thinking, yes, yeah, stress is all the stuff that, I, that happens in my life. No, that's just life. Life is going to present you with all sorts of stuff, all sorts of circumstances. The ish is going to hit the fan all over the place. That's just life. It just is what it is. Stress is how you relate to it. Stress is all about how you relate to it. And that's why I said a couple minutes ago that not everybody deals with stress in the same way. A flat tire could ruin a person's entire week. It could totally destroy their day. It's on their mind. They're sharing it with all these people that they, that they come across, how stressed out and how worried, all this stuff about a flat tire. And then somebody else has a flat tire and it's nothing. They call up AAA, they get out, fix the tire themselves, and they just keep on moving. Stress is how you relate to the stuff that happens in life. All right? So I want you to be keeping that in your mind. Now, experiencing one-off events that feel stressful, that's normal. Right? Like stuff's going to happen and you're going to have, you know, mild, moderate, maybe even severe amount of stress. And it just happens. Like that's normal to experience that every once in a while. What's not normal is being chronically stressed out. Chronically stressed out. Chronic stress is when you are experiencing stress over a prolonged period of time. Right? And here's the truth. Here's the reality. We are a stressed out people living in a society that really doesn't look at stress for what it is, right? Stress is highly dangerous, right? Stress can be highly addictive. People can be addicted to stress. They need something to stress about. And stress is responsible for many preventable deaths every year. When people experience physical breakdowns in their body due to stress, 
You know, what do we typically do? We treat those surface symptoms. We treat whatever is going on. We, we, we treat the increase in blood pressure rather than dig deep down and look at, well, what is it that's triggering you? What is it that's stressing you out and why? And how can we address that? We don't address the underlying issue. And so again, I'm going to share my goal for you today is that you start to look at your own stress in a different way. And I want to inspire you to address your stress, the stress in your life, with more intention and with more effort. Because right now, you might very well be the person who's just treating the surface. Oh my gosh, I'm so stressed out. I need to go and just sit outside and relax for a minute. Ah, okay, now I'm not stressed in this moment. And then I go back into life and, oh my gosh, something else happens. Another quote-unquote flat tire. And here I am, all stressed out again. What do I do? And just jumping from stressful moment to stressful moment, never really digging deep. And not digging deep to address what's really going on is going to 100% guaranteed reduce your happiness, shorten your lifespan, and it's going to keep you from having it all. And so... The genesis of this episode was me dealing with my own stress, you know? And I've been talking about stress a lot in the past couple of episodes. It's just been something that I've been going through. And, you know, over the years of my life, I've gone through different, of course, stressful events, and I've related to stress in different ways. And so I had an aha moment, right? I had an aha moment where I was experiencing stress that I just really couldn't shake. I I couldn't get rid of it. And my normal methods of dealing with the stress, they just weren't working, right? And not even like the ace up my sleeve. And the ace up my sleeve had been with stress, it had been connecting with my bigger why in life, been connecting with my mission statement, right? Because I put a lot of time and effort and energy in crafting this mission statement, which helped me to connect with that big thing that I was playing for in life that big why. And part of my mission statement, part of my big why is that I'm playing for peace. Peace. I've experienced myself as a guy who's been pretty peaceful throughout life, you know? And I wanted to continue to increase that and really get to a space where I stay even and I stay solid even in the biggest of storms. That's what my big why was. And so connecting to that big why had been effective for a long time in helping me to deal with stress. Because when I was in a stressful situation, I could just say, hey, you know what? Remember your mission statement, man. You're playing for peace. And that would help me to just release in that moment whatever it is I was going through and just get, you know, gain a little bit of perspective and get back into my center. And that worked until it didn't. (laughs) Until it just wasn't as effective. It was kind of like a tool, like a like a knife whose blade got dull, and now I can't even slice through a tomato with this darn thing. And so I started to look at it. I started to put a little bit more energy and intention around my stress, trying to understand my stress, figure out where it was coming from. And it was in you know, it was in some meditation I was doing and some things I was reading and some things that I was watching that opened me up to this new idea, this new download that I like to call. 
And it was something that completely shifted my life around stress. So I'm going to share with you something that um, I, when I was younger, I remember learning about this study that that the CDC did that found that for every one minute of smoking cigarettes that you did in your life, every one minute of smoking cigarettes reduced your lifespan or your life expectancy by one minute. And so the study said that it takes about seven minutes to smoke a cigarette. So that means every cigarette reduces your life by seven minutes. I remember learning that when I was younger and it just stuck with me. I was like, wow, for every cigarette you smoke, you lose seven minutes of your life. So that is something that I I had connected with many, 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 many years ago. Fast forward to, you know, to present day. And I was watching this YouTube video, which was about diffusing emotional triggers. And the YouTube video in this conversation about diffusing emotional triggers was from Dr. Gabor Mate. And he's a physician and an expert on stress, addiction, and childhood development. And the video was called Compassionate Inquiry. Diffuse your emotional triggers with Dr. Gabor Mate. And I'm going to put a link to this as well as links to a couple of other things that are going to be um, helpful to you in terms of being able to relate to your stress differently. All that stuff is going to be linked in the description for this episode. So go check that out. And so I was attracted to that video because at the time I was feeling very emotionally triggered and I was having a really hard time diffusing those triggers. And I wanted to learn perhaps some different techniques, some some things that I could try that were different than what I had been doing because I didn't seem to be able to uh, do anything to release these triggers. So, you know, I'm watching that video and in the video, the host is talking about what happens in your body when you're in a stressed out state versus a non-stressed out state. So when you're in a stressed out state, that's called a sympathetic nervous system, a sympathetic state. And what happens is all these different hormones are released. And the primary stress hormone is cortisol. There's cortisol, there's adrenaline, other things that are released in the body when you're in that stress state. And what happens as a result is your heart rate increases, your blood pressure increases, and your body goes into this state of taking action. And it's called fight or flight. You've probably heard that before. That's in the sympathetic state. Now, when you're relaxed and you're calm, That's the parasympathetic state. And when you're in this state, your heart rate and your blood pressure decrease. And the stress hormones overall in your body, they decrease as well. And so a lot of the different bodily functions that sort of are are put on the back burner when you're all hyped up, those things start to return and get turned back on, such as your immune system and your immune function and your digestion and your intestinal activity, all those things resume when you're in that parasympathetic state. That's like your recovery state. And so these two things are there for a reason. Like we need our sympathetic and parasympathetic systems. We have to have them. And the sympathetic system is here designed to help us stay alive, right? Because think of our ancestors. If they were, like I'm talking way, way, way back. (laughs) If, If your ancestors are faced with a predator, right, or some sort of danger, then the sympathetic system kicks in. The body floods with hormones like cortisol and adrenaline, and it helps us 
overcome the threat or get away from the threat, right? And then when things are calmed down, the parasympathetic system kicks in and it brings everything back to normal, gets our immune system going again, and we get into recovery. And you see this in animals. If you ever watch Animal Planet or any of those documentaries, like you see it happening in real life. An animal sees danger, fight or flight is activated. They have their fight, right? They get into the fight or they flee, they run from the predator. And then what do they do? They chill out. They chill out, they calm down and they get into recovery mode. You know, when the gazelle escapes the cheetah, the gazelle doesn't keep running for another 50 miles when he's already, you know, escaped the cheetah. He calms down and he looks around and he's like, oh, okay, everything's cool. I can relax. That's how it's supposed to happen. But that's not what's happening with us today. Today, you might be staying in that stressed out state for a long time, which means your sympathetic system is being overly stimulated. It's flooding your body with those stress hormones and you're not going into recovery. So think of this. this the, any of these scenarios might be you. Maybe you're keeping the news on all day long. Maybe in 2020, you just had news on in your house or on the radio just all day long. And you're constantly seeing breaking news, breaking news, breaking news, new development, breaking news, breaking news. And none of that stuff is calming. None of it's healing. It's rarely, rarely, rarely uplifting. And what it's doing is it's keeping you stressed out. It's keeping you worried. It's keeping you fearful. It's keeping you wondering, oh my gosh, what's going to happen next? Or perhaps you had some sort of tough conversation with your loved one yesterday. And you just keep replaying it over and over in your head. And you're feeling as if you are in that conversation again. And you're living those feelings of, of being afraid or being angry, or being nervous, and you just keep on reliving them over and over and over, and you just can't shake that conversation. You keep replaying it, going back and back and back, and you're in it for a prolonged period of time. Or with me, what was happening is that I would get nervous about things that were coming up in the future, and I would play out in my mind all these scenarios of what was going to happen. What if this happens? What if that happens? And then I start to have these imaginary conversations and really fights with people in my mind because I knew what they were going to say and I knew I needed to have a response. And then my body all the while is just triggering, you know, the, the sympathetic system is kicking in and my adrenaline's up and the cortisol is flooding through me and I'm feeling angry and I'm feeling triggered. All that stuff is going on. And so with me, like I felt myself in that fight or flight state for a long time. I'd wake up and a thought would just pop into my head. Like first thing in the morning, it was like came out of nowhere. The thought would pop into my head and I would just immediately feel stressed. And those hormones would flood through my body. Like I could almost feel them just being released. You know, that's how visceral it was. And and when they, you know, when it kicked in, my heart rate would go up and I'd feel all jittery. You know, I'd 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 be sweating under my arms, just feeling on edge. And I would try to shake it. I tried to shake that thought. And I go through some of my, my usual habits. The things that I had developed over a long period of time, like I have a self-care arsenal for chilling out. And it might work for a little bit, but then the new thought would return. You know, another thought would come back, would come in. 
and boom, I get triggered all over again. And I just felt like I couldn't get on top of it. And that's when things clicked for me. You know, there is this direct connection between chronic stress and disease. So basically, when being in a stressed out state becomes your normal, bad things happen. Bad things happen in your body. Like autoimmune conditions, things like rheumatoid arthritis, dementia, Alzheimer's disease, cancer, all of these things either develop because of or are exacerbated by stress. And that's when I remembered what I learned as a kid about smoking. And that's when I made a connection. That living in a stressed out state is like giving your life away. One minute at a time. And at that moment, my why changed. That, that big thing I was playing for, that big reason, my big why, which was, which was there to help me to rise above the stress and bring context and perspective to that stress, it shifted. And I related to the stress in a whole new way. I started to ask myself, is this thing that I'm stressing about right now, is this thing worth seven minutes of my life? Like, am I willing to trade seven minutes of my life for whatever it is that I'm dwelling on right now? And my answer was always, hell no, no way. And when I would answer that question, I could actually feel the stress releasing. I could feel it going down. And I connected with a reason to be vigilant about dealing with my stress, a reason that was far greater than whatever the issue was that I was facing in the moment. And so I started to use it. I started to use that reason. I started to use that big why, and I started to use that to help me address stress that was coming at me. So when I caught myself in a stressed out state, you know, my heart rate went up, my underarms are sweating, I'm feeling jittery. I'm feeling unfocused. I would do these things. First, close my eyes. Whatever I'm doing, unless I'm driving, I'm just going to close my eyes. Then take a deep inhale. Then I would ask myself, is this worth shortening my life by seven minutes? And then I would release whatever I was attaching to, whatever what was stressing me out, I would release it in my exhale. Because inevitably my answer was no, it's not worth it. And then if I felt like I needed another deep breath, if I needed to ask myself that question again and really sit with that question, I would just repeat that process. The association of stress Chronic stress equaled, equaling a shortened life, that right there was enough for me to let go of whatever it was I was stressed about. Because at the end of the day, it really, really was not worth it. You know, I would, I'd be asking myself, like, am I willing to trade seven minutes of being with my family for some stress that I won't even remember when I'm older? 
Am I willing to give up hours or days of my life feeling slighted by somebody who isn't even thinking of me in this moment? Am I willing to give all of that life away for that? Am I, li- am I willing to live in a, in a chronically stressed out state, robbing me of the magic of the present moment with those people that I love the most, causing all sorts of things within my body to be activated that are going to be taking away my joy, my health, and my vitality? No way, man. No way. I am not willing. And so what I found that as my why changed, as my why got bigger, and as I connected with it in a very deep way, it influenced how I approach stress. Because now, when I'm experiencing stress, I address it. And I pull out my bag to do everything I can to reduce and release the stress. Because for me, it's not worth it. And what's funny is that I've found that when I reflect on situations that have stressed me out in the past, they always work themselves out. There's always some sort of solution. And things end up being okay. Even those situations where I felt so helpless and hopeless or so angry, so blinded by what I was going through that I couldn't see anything. When I stop and pause and reflect, I can see in hindsight, wow, you know what? The world didn't end. My life wasn't over. The worst case scenario didn't happen. And you know what? Even in those cases where something you know, worse than what I was thinking did happen, I made it out. And things are generally pretty okay. And I link it back to that ability to connect with magic in our lives. Because magic and reflecting on magical moments, that's thinking about things that have happened. And really going back and pinpointing those amazing moments. And so when I use that same type of skill to go back and look at and examine those, those, those things that were really stressing me out in life, I see that the situations found a resolution. They found some sort of resolution. And 99% of the time, it was not as bad as my mind was creating it, was, was making it seem. And that just, again, provides more context, right? It provides a deeper reason for me to let go of the stress that I'm experiencing in this moment, that it's not worth it and that so much of that stress is an illusion. It's what my mind wants to create. It's what that, that little fear part of me, that doubt part of me, that scarcity part of me, that ego wants to perpetuate. It's not real. And so those things just continue to help fuel me to address it, to look at it, to face it, and release it. Because that's a huge part of living a life with less stress. It's being willing to face it. A friend of mine texted me this quote. If it won't matter in five years, don't spend more than five minutes worrying about it. And man, that is so true. If in five years you don't even remember what it is that's stressing you out, then don't give it the time of day. Just let it go. Release it. Move on. Because in reality, it's not worth it. And you know, here's the thing. Dealing with stress is not easy. And I'm not going to tell you that if you just 
you know, do what I did and and adopt this 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 big why around stress, adopt this new perspective, then you're just gonna experience your stress wash away. It's gonna be amazing. Yay. No, I'm not I'm not gonna tell you that. I'm not gonna pretend either that I'm never gonna be stressed out again because of course it's going to happen. Of course. But here's what I am here to tell you. It's no one else's responsibility to deal with your stress. Stuff happens in life. And you have learned ways of responding to that stuff, a.k.a. your stress. And if you don't like how it feels, and if you don't like the things that are resulting from how you're responding to your stress, then commit to doing something about it. And by commit, I mean that you keep trying new approaches. You keep learning about new techniques. You keep asking questions and trying to figure out. It doesn't mean that you just tell yourself, okay, I'm going to meditate for the next two days and then dump it because, well, you know, meditate just doesn't work for me. It, you know, meditating works for some people, but no, it doesn't work for me. No, that's BS. It can work for everybody. All these tools can work for everybody. It's just that everyone doesn't stick with them, particularly when they get tough or when they feel boring or when they feel like they're not for you. So many things can be effective. You just don't give them a chance. You don't give them a real chance to be effective. And that's why I want you to go deeper and look at what's really going on and address your bigger why. Because when your reason for addressing it becomes greater, you might look at some of those tools and some of those methods in a different way. And so part of what's required for that is that you must hone your self-awareness and you must develop a greater sense of proactivity and you must be willing to face those triggers that are within you, those things that you've been avoiding since you first formed the triggers way back in the day. You do that if you want to experience less stress, if you want to have more joy in your life. Because again, as I mentioned before, the truth is that your stress is killing you. It is killing you. There are diseases that are being activated, nurtured, and distributed within your body right now that will take a toll on your health unless you are committed to doing something about it and reversing whatever damage was done and really focused on healing from the inside out. You know, because you don't have to be stressed out. You don't have to be overwhelmed. You don't have to constantly feel like you're on the verge of a breakdown. I don't believe that's how you're supposed to feel. Yes, those things and those feelings are a part of us because we've been blessed with the full spectrum of human experiences. We didn't just get one little slice of happiness and joy. We need the contrast of, of stress and sorrow. We need that contrast so that we know what the joy and the love and the bliss really are like. But we're not meant to stay in those lower states. That's not what we're designed for. It's not what we're meant for. We're meant to be in those elevated states, those states that really feel good. Think about all the beneficial things that happen in your body when you smile or when you laugh or when you experience true joy. Like your body thrives off of those things. 
And so again, I just want to reiterate, like it's up to you. It's up to you to do something about it. And please don't rely on the doctors and the experts to fix you. It's not their responsibility. It's not up to them. You know, you might require some some of the aid that they can offer you, but only you can truly do something about how you are relating to your life. The doctors cannot fix your habits. And the way you relate to life is absolutely a habit. Your thought patterns are absolutely habitual. And the behaviors that result from those thoughts are absolutely habits. Doctors can't fix habits. But what's really cool about us as humans is we have the ability to reshape and rescript and rewrite our habits. And that is up to you. So again, I remind you, the goal of this conversation, it was not to give you a bunch of action items and just send you on your way. You know, I like doing that and I'm going to put some links to a whole bunch of other episodes that have action items in them because they're great and we need the things like if you don't know the path, you got to know what you got to be doing, right? But listen, all the action items in the world, they mean nothing if you aren't inspired, if you aren't motivated to do the dirty work required to make that lasting change in your life. You know, because being stressed out all the time sucks. It sucks. I lived with a lot of stress for a lot of years. And when you're constantly stressed out, you're just not your best self. You're not your best you. You're a diminished version of yourself. And it's really, really hard to show up fully for other people, to show up in those other roles that are important to you, your role as a sibling or as a friend or as a parent or as a spouse or as a grandparent. Like it's very hard to show up in those roles in in your most powerful way when you're constantly living with stress and anxiety. And to me, the worst thing about all that, all that stress and anxiety is preventable. It's my belief that is absolutely preventable. And that belief empowers me because it puts the power back in my hands to do something about it. If I believe that my stress was not preventable and that it was completely genetic and completely up to you know forces greater than me, then what the hell can I do about it? Nothing. I, all I can do is just suffer and be a victim to my genes or be a victim to life or be a victim to my upbringing. It helps me not one bit to take the power out of my hands and believe that, well, I'm just destined to be stressed and anxious all the time. If, if that's a belief you want to hold on to, then, hey, you have all the right in the world to do that. I'm telling you that in my podcast, I'm going to constantly be putting the, the onus back on you, the responsibility back on you, because I believe that you know we are the ones who are, are shaping our lives. And your destiny is up to you. It's not up to anything else. So you might have a hard time with some of the messages in this podcast because quite frankly, yeah, these things like stress and anxiety, they are preventable. And so my, my hope, my prayer for you is that this conversation has you thinking about stress and the way that you relate to stress in a different way and, and that it inspires you to really take a look at how you are choosing right now to relate to stress in your life. And by inspire, I'm talking about taking some sort of action, doing something as a result of this conversation. 
I don't want you to just feel differently about it. That's motivation, the feeling, the energy. No, I want, I want you to feel inspired to go and, okay, let me address this in a new way. Let me go reach out to an expert. Let me reach out to a therapist or a counselor or a coach. Let me reach out to somebody who has a different relationship to stress. Let me go find that person who gets a flat tire and it just rolls right off their, their back. It doesn't even bother them when you're the person who, who holds on to that hardship for the rest of your week. That's what I'm talking about by inspired. You now want to go do something different. And so, again, if you have questions, if you need help, ask the questions, seek out the help. That's part of you being proactive as well. If you want to ask me questions, if you want to reach out to me, do so. My email is matthew at matthewbivens.com. On Instagram, I am at Matthew underscore Bivens. I'm available. If you don't reach out to me, reach out to somebody else or go on Facebook. Go find a, a, a stress and anxiety support group and make sure it's full of people who feel empowered to do something about their stress and anxiety, not people who just want to complain about it and want to find others to commiserate about their stressful lives with. No, you don't want that. <laughs> Trust me, you don't want to be around that. You want to be around people who are doing something about it, who are saying, yep, I've been living with a lot of stress for the last 40 years, but you know what? Today is where I'm going to start doing something different. Today is where I take my life back. That's the type of environment you want to be around. That's the type of energy you want to be around. So this has been a, a, a beautiful conversation, and you know, I, I really just wanted to share with you something that can create a different connection within your brain within your mind around stress, and I believe we accomplished that today. And so, in the spirit of this conversation, I'm going to go do something now that really nourishes my parasympathetic system and keeps me in my chill spot because I want to continue building my own habits of relaxing, of letting go, of recentering and realigning. So that's what I'm going to go do, and I hope that you can join me at some point in your day today, that you can join me in, in relaxing, letting go, and recovering, all right? So thank you so, so, so much for listening and hanging out with me today. It is such an amazing thing. I really, really do appreciate you. I love you. My name is Matthew Bivens. And here is to you having it all. Quick note about the Having It All podcast. I am not a doctor nor a licensed therapist. I'm a guy with a story and a passion for conscious conversation. My thoughts, opinions, and beliefs are my own. So please consult with your doctor or healthcare provider regarding any questions or issues you have related to your personal, physical, or mental health. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved, Dadages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgle. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Dadages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.